Hello, and welcome to the School of Attraction podcast. I'm Damien Dicker, and I'll be talking to you about a range of topics from dating, attraction, masculinity, sexuality, life philosophy, and much, much more. So without any further ado, let's get started. I hope you enjoy listening to today's podcast just as much as I've enjoyed creating it. If I had a dollar every time a guy reached out to me by email on my private members uh, Facebook group or here on YouTube and said to me that Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, insert online dating app here is completely unfair and no guy should be using it if he has any self-respect, then I would probably be making like three or four dollars a week, which means I could buy a happy meal every two weeks. But the fact of the matter is that when that many guys message me every week, it means it's like 10 to 20 times as many guys out there who are watching me every every week having this thought and actually wishing they could reach out to me and talk to me about it. There are a lot of men who feel like online dating apps are completely unfair. What I want to do today is I want to address the most common reasons why guys feel like online dating is unfair, why they feel like it's a ripoff or a scam. And I want to actually address it. I want to look at, is it actually unfair or is there more to the story that we need to know? Now, the reason I want to do this is not so much to make you guys feel, uh, I don't know, like I think you're silly for thinking it's unfair or to reprimand anyone for having the wrong thought, but more because I want to... I. I really want to help to empower men, to shape the way that men think about dating and relationships and the world in general, because I think it's easy to just walk around the world feeling disempowered, which is not going to lead you anywhere good in your life anyway. So hopefully when I address some of these, they're going to give you pause for thought, going to give you a little bit of a, I don't know, an insight into the dating world in general, a little bit more of a high level view to see really what's going on and what you can do to improve things for yourself. To start this video, I'm just going to jump straight into the list and say the number one most common reasons that I hear guys saying that online dating is unfair is that all online dating apps rank people. There's a ranking system. Tinder has what well, used to have its ELO ranking system. It's ditched that now. But Bumble, Hinge, uh, Match.com, they've all got ranking systems and ranking systems are inherently unfair and we shouldn't do that because that's just not cool. I want you for a second to put on your economist hat, all right? I don't know what an economist hat looks like, but picture it and picture that you're wearing it for a second. And you work at, let's say, Tinder, and you're working at Tinder, and someone has the bright idea, hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to remove all ranking, right? We're going to not rank people, and it's going to be incredible. Guys are going to flock to our app because they'll no longer be held back by the fact that we rank them, and so we only show unattractive women to unattractive guys. Um, now now everyone's going to get to see everyone. It's going to be amazing. What's going to happen to your company? Well, this is going to happen. Let me tell you right now. All of your business is going to go elsewhere, and the pattern is going to look like this. The first thing that's going to happen is the most attractive women that you have on your website, that is your most your most valuable clients are your most attractive women because let's face it, men flock to where the attractive women are. So your most attractive women are going to log into Tinder the next day and they're going to start seeing, oh, unattractive man, oh, unattractive man, oh, unattractive man. And I don't just mean visually unattractive, I just mean unappealing, like crappy profile, dumb photos, like really douchebag, topless gym shots or something in the profiles, right? All things that women generally swipe left to, lots of selfies. And women are going to see these and they're going to, they're going to think to themselves, oh, 
what the hell has happened to the men on this app? And those women are then going to say, hmm, my friend last week told me that she's been using Hinge. Hinge seems to have much better quality men. I'm going to switch to Hinge. And that's what will happen. Now, when the most attractive women make the swap, what's going to next happen is the most attractive guys are going to hop onto uh, Tinder and they're going to jump on and all of a sudden they're going to see, oh, oh, no, oh, no, she's not my type at all. Oh, no, right? I'm talking about the most attractive guys who are used to attracting, uh, dating really attractive women are going to start to look through and think, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, 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 I've got a friend who's on Hinge and he's got, Damien did a video a few weeks ago on Hinge and yeah, way more attractive women. I'm going to switch to Hinge. And then those guys leave. And slowly as the ranks go down and down and down, then the next level of women are going to log in and see less attractive men and they're going to move. And then that less attractive men are going to log in and see even less attractive women. They're going to move. And before you know it, Tinder's going to become a ghost town. You cannot have a dating app without ranking because the people at the top need a way to meet other people who 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 have the same dating value as they have. You can't avoid that. The next big complaint that I hear is that women on online dating apps frequently ghost guys. They start conversations, they get matches, but then they never reply to a guy's first message. Why would women do this? Like, honestly, it's so unfair. Why don't women, like, why match with a guy if you don't even intend to talk to him? Right? Why start a conversation with a guy if you've got no interest in even getting to know him in the first place? What? Why do women just waste guys' time? I get why this feels unfair. But what's really fascinating about this this behavior pattern of women is that you really don't know why a thing happens or what you would do unless you were in that same situation. And, and nowhere is that so apparent as in dating. And I'll give you my own experience. When I first started online dating, I tried online dating. This would have been like way back, guys. This would have been before Tinder days. As we're talking early 2000s. I tried online dating back then. And I had this experience where I'd, talk, I'd reach out to women and try to talk to them and they wouldn't talk back to me. And it would happen over and over and over again or they'd, they'd just disappear mid-conversation. Mid Be really frustrating. And I would have that exact s- sentiment of why the hell would a human being do this to another human being? Just say you're not interested. That I can cope with. Just being ghosted, you know, get effed. But then... Uh, I started to do really well with online dating. I, 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 I took a step back for a long while. I got into cold approaching. got really great with women start to really understand how women think and function, and I start to get great results. And then something interesting happened. I would end up with more matches than I had time to talk to. So because I'd be swiping through, going through, going through, getting match, 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 and then I'd have, let's say I've got 20 women I haven't started a conversation with. It could be more, could be less at any given time. Now, I don't really have the time or the inclination to bother. So what happens is I look at that list and I and I think, who am I going to start a conversation with? And I, I obviously pick the ones who it's kind of a combination of two things. It's a combination of who's the most attractive and also who looks the most likely to actually have sex with me, <laughs> right? So it's kind of a combination of those two. Don't judge, you do the same thing. Uh, and so then I, I contact them first and that might be four or five of those 10, 20 women. And then what I do is I see how they respond. Do they respond? Do they not respond? And then I work my way down that list. But in that meantime, first of all, I'm not starting conversations with the women at the bottom, but I'm also still finding myself going in and swiping on more women because that's what you do when you're bored, right? Well, I might as well swipe left and right while I'm waiting for more women to interact with me. So the list of matches that you have grows, and that means the list of untalked to women grows. And then sometimes you're bored and you reach out to the next five attractive women on your list and and you start a conversation because you were bored and, and the first five weren't res- responding. And then all of a sudden, 
gotten a couple of the first five respond, so you don't have time for the next for the, the the group of women you just messaged. And so what you end up with is exactly what a lot of guys experience. That is me. What I was doing to women is matching, but then not talking, and then starting conversations and that not keeping on going. And it's actually it's a time problem. It's it's a very human thing to to try to get more matches or more options than you have time for to maximize the results you can get and then start on the most desirable options and you work your way down, but then you get bored, so you bring in more options, you've got nothing else to do, and you want some sort of feedback from the dating app. This appears to be very human behavior. I've talked to a lot of women and a lot of guys, and anyone who's getting lots of results does exactly the same thing. Uh, It's just the nature of these apps. It's not about unfair human behavior. It's not about people being bad human beings. It's just what humans end up doing when faced with too many choices. The third most common complaint I get about why online dating is unfair is men have to put in so much effort to get any kind of result on online dating. And women, they can just take a couple of basic selfies. And so long as they're kind of okay looking, they're going to get guys hitting on them. It's really unfair on Tinder. Um, It's unfair on Tinder. It's unfair on Bumble. It's unfair on Hinge. It's unfair on all the apps. Is it though? Well, I mean... The difficulty is on these apps is it's again, it's an economist hat problem because there is a very limited resource. And when there's a limited resource that you get a lot of competition for that resource. Now, what is the resource that's limited? It's not women. There's plenty of women in the world. Uh, What there's a limited resource of is women wanting to have promiscuous sex and really this is this is the core of a large part of the problem on a lot of the dating apps and i'm going to use tinder as an example because it's one of the biggest uh many people are on tinder looking for promiscuous sex many men and many women the problem being that the average woman doesn't want to sleep with as many different men in say a month as the average man would want to ideally right the average guy would quite happily sleep with one or two different women a week the average woman would quite happily sleep with maybe one maybe two guys in a month, right? And that's that's the promiscuous ones. And we know that guys are far more likely to want to be sexually promiscuous than women, but there are plenty of women who are open to it. So the problem is that, you know, men are wanting more variety than women are more frequently, which means that the 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 the, the pool of available sex is lower in the women, which means the men have to work that much harder to get it. This problem exists primarily in the getting sex area, right? If you're on Tinder looking for a long-term relationship, I'll be honest, you're probably on the wrong app. Um, So, you know, this problem is more prevalent on the casual sex-based apps. So when you've got that limited resource, it shouldn't be a surprise that men have to compete because uh, men start competing the second there isn't enough sex to go around. Well, there isn't enough sex, I better optimize. I better optimize. And with everyone optimizing, everyone has to optimize. And that creates a a cascade of events where you have to optimize so heavily because the existing competition is so high for a limited resource you want so badly. It's not the dating app's fault. It is really just a sex problem. It is a sex desire problem that um, when you have a situation where online dating makes it so easy to talk to women and and women have a resource that men want and there is enough of it to go around, you're going to get this and you're going to get it. You get it in lots of other fields. You, you get it in lots of markets around the world with that, that you know, whoever has the thing that is in low uh, availability, they've got a lot of options and choice. And so the, the field they get to choose from has to work their asses off to get chosen. That's how it works with, with, with high-end colleges and universities. It's how it works around the world with all sorts of resources that are limited. It is unfair. 
that's true in a sense, but it is how the world works. And I think rather than fight against it, and this is going to be a moral of the story as I get to the end of this video, rather than fight against it, the best thing is to work with it or decide to find another way to get the resource you want. The next complaint that I hear a lot of uh, is that apps ban people too easily. And I'm looking at you especially, Tinder, because Tinder is the biggest culprit here. Of, of apps where they just ban users and, and the user hasn't really done anything wrong. And it's even worse when that user's a paid member and they're not able to get their money back. Um, this is a problem and this is unfair. And I, and I believe this is illegal and unconscionable. This does happen on online dating apps. Um, I will say this. I will say that if you... It happens less frequently than you think, than, than guys like to make out, because I have never been banned. None of my clients have been banned, but I know it happens. Oh, they have been, but I've gotten them unbanned. Uh, but it happens. Uh, it happens less than you think, but sometimes it happens completely unfairly. How can it happen? Um, I've seen it happen when guys have pictures of fishing expeditions, and you just get a couple of women who are vegans or whatever, and they don't like it, and they you only need three women to complain about your profile and say it's inappropriate, and bam, you're gone. I've seen it happen to guys who... Um, I've seen it to guys who have something written in their profile, like, I don't like blondes, or I don't like this, or I only like this kind of woman. You know, I don't like overweight women. Things like this said in the profile can get you easily banned. Things that are totally unfair to ban people for, because there's just no... There's no process in place, and it's totally unfair, and it's it's it's, it's crap, but all online dating apps have this problem. Um, you just be aware of it. And the way to avoid it is when you, if you're going to pay for these apps, pay through uh, the Google App Store or the, the Apple Store because those stores will give you refunds because if you're banned from the app, they can't expect you to pay, and it's part of their terms and conditions. So you can get refunds that way. I also hear guys complaining that on online dating apps, most women, or almost all women, are just there for the attention. None of them are really there to have a conversation or get to know you. I'm really sorry, guys, but this is this is just BS. This is not true. Um, I, I kind of get where that rumor comes from a little bit. Um, it comes from a few angles. Kind of, I, I believe it comes a little bit from the MGTOW red pill thinking. But also it comes from the fact that if you ask a woman, hey, why are you here? What you're often going to get is, oh, I just thought I'd see what it was like. You know, I just thought I'd, I'd, I'd check it out. I just thought, you know, my friend's on here and I'm just here for a laugh. So when you hear that often enough, you think to yourself, well, obviously most women are here for this reason. But the truth of the matter is what you're getting when you ask that question, you're getting the, um, the female condition response, which can't be, I'm here because I really want to meet a guy. <laughs> I'm here because I'm lonely and I feel desperate. I'm here because uh, my, my, my best friend got married and I'm feeling left out. I'm here because my body clock's ticking. Women aren't going to say that stuff, right? They're not going to... So the, what, what women are conditioned to do is be really casual about it. No, I'm not really interested in meeting someone. I'm just here. You know, I'm just bored, really, just killing some time. You're going to get answers like that. Um, and so the reason why I know this isn't the truth, at least for most... I'm sure there are some women who are just tourists, but most aren't. The reason I know that is because when I use my own profile and the profiles of my clients, clients who I know are doing a good job because I've worked at them to get them to do a good job, you don't get that impact. You don't get the effect of nearly so many women just ghosting them or not replying or not going on dates, right? You get these guys going on regular, consistent dates because most women are open to going on dates. Guys just make mistakes that prevent it from happening. So there's really not much more to say in this. If you believe that it's wrong, it's wrong and it's proven wrong just by just find people who are doing well on online dating, right? It's not. Some women might be there for that reason, but most aren't. The same really can be said for the complaint that most profiles on online dating are fake profiles and they're mostly fake women that don't really exist. 
it's true that in the last, especially the last year, but over the last three years, it's been growing. The number of um, like women looking for Instagram like followers and all this kind of junk, like not real profiles, that has been on the increase. I agree. I have discovered that probably maybe 30% of female profiles, maybe not that high, maybe 20%, are seen to be fakes. Um, and those fakes aren't created by Tinder and Bumble Hinge. They're not like these apps trying to scam you. They're just women with fake profiles for different nefarious reasons. Some of them are scams. Some of them are women just looking for followers on Instagram. But the fact of the matter is I've used, let's use Tinder as an example. I've used Tinder in 32 countries so far um, where I've done good amount of testing. And in all those countries, it's roughly the same ratio of, of Instagram follower profiles to real women. There are plenty of real female profiles in pretty much every country I've tried. Well, literally every country I've tried. And so, yeah, it's not true that they're all fakes. Um, there are some fakes and that's a problem. But if you just use these apps for a couple of weeks, you'll get really good at spotting them. So spot them. Left swipe them or report them if you like and, and move on with your life. The last complaint about online dating is one that I do agree with. It's another one I agree with, and that is that a lot of apps use shady and misleading marketing practices. This is a big one, and it happens a lot. You know, if you're a guy on these apps and you're not getting great results, you'll see all these ads thrown at you to like, oh, meet lots of women, meet 40 times as many women as you're meeting now. It's a recent one I got. Um... I can't remember what app, but I got it, right? And it's like 40 times more women that I'm, I'm meeting now. That's insane. Um, but we all know that's not really true. But it's very misleading. There's, there's really, I think, there's unconscionable conduct that I've caught Tinder doing. You can see it in some other videos as well. And Bumble I've caught out and Hinge I've caught out doing really shifty stuff. Um, the golden rule for online dating apps is this, guys. Never spend money on an online dating app unless you're already getting results without spending the money. It's as simple as that. Um, and if you aren't getting results normally, don't invest the money because odds are you won't, nothing will improve. Nothing will change. It's not worth it. So that's a really big one that I got to throw out there. There is some shady stuff going on and they all do it. So like neither is better than the other, unfortunately. That's just something you're going to have to, I guess, learn to be okay with. And I think this leads me on to the first big thing that I really want to say about online dating in general. And that's this. I think... One of the reasons why a lot of us feel like online dating is unfair is that uh, there is a there is a big um, feeling about online dating that's supposed to be easy, right? That it's easy to meet women online as opposed to offline approaching women in the street. It's easy to meet women online. There's so many women around. How can some of them not want to date me? And that is a lie. That is a um, it's not a lie. It's just a, a, a false belief that a lot of guys have about online dating. Online dating is not easier than offline dating. In fact, I personally prefer offline dating, even though I teach both. I personally prefer meeting women on the street, in a bar, in a club. I much prefer it, but neither is easy or harder. They're just different. You know, there's a lot more competition online because it's just easy for guys to hop on and start talking to women. Out in a bar or a club, lots of guys are scared shirtless of approaching a woman getting rejected, so the competition's lower. On the other hand, you have to deal with the rejection and, the, the you know, and all that crap. It's very confrontational in a bar or club. So it's just what one hand gives, the other hand takes. But it's not easier. If you want something, as I said, again, wearing that economist hat, you're going to have to work for it. There's no way around that. You're going to have to work your ass off. Uh, and You can't cheat that system. So you're either going to work your ass off to cold approach. You're going to have to work your ass off uh, to meet women in real life. But it's a thing you really want. And I think that's the next point that I want to make. Anything in life that you really want to have, that most people really want to have, is going to take a 
bastard load of work, like a serious amount of work. If you want to be successful in a business, you're going to have to work your ass off. If you want to be successful with women and be able to pick up lots of women, you're going to have to work your ass off. If you want to, uh, I don't know, if you want to be rich, if you want to be retired early at an early age, if you want to be a digital nomad and just travel the world, I did that for three years, you're going to have to work your ass off to get to that point. Anything that you could really want in life is going to take so much work. I think that's a life lesson that you're going to have to be okay with or be okay with not having that thing, which there's nothing wrong with that either. Maybe you just want to relax and you've decided it's not that important to have an amazing woman in your life. Cool. Thumbs up to you. But if you want it, expect to have to work hard. Don't say that it's unfair just because it's harder work than you expected it to be. Really, there are three ways that you can look at the world in general. You can look at the world and you can you can say to yourself, the world is completely fair and anyone can be super successful and everything is how it should be and the world is awesome, the world is great. I don't advocate that because the world isn't always awesome and the world isn't always great. Alternatively, you can say the world is unfair and because it's unfair, I got an unfair lot in life and woe is me, there's nothing I can do. I'm screwed. I'm just going to sit in a corner and be depressed. That is also the wrong way to approach the world. Because the third option is what I highly advocate for all the men. The world is unfair, but I'm going to maximize what I can get out of this one single life I've got. I'm going to capitalize on any advantage I can find, and I'm not going to get too worried about the crap that's working against me that I can't control. There is no other way to go through life and, and, and get the most out of it. There is no other way to look at it. The world is unfair. Some things are not fair. It is not fair that some people are born in families that, that give them chaos, right? Some people are born in unbalanced, unhealthy families that, that don't teach them good lessons about success or about working hard for a thing or that just creates instability and gives them an insecure attachment style that makes it really hard to attract women. That's unfair. That 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 happens, right? We, we, we all get different things. I I was lucky in that I was born pretty pretty good looking. I I I I'm short, which sucks. I'm balding, which sucks. Uh, but I had a stable family growing up, which is good. I went to a good school, which gave me a lot of self-esteem. The good and the bad, right? I, overall, I've been luckier than I think many others. But you can't let any of that step in your way of just living your fullest life. You know, I get this with a lot of clients. I have a clients of all different races and looks uh, and, and all this different stuff. And obviously, yes, if you're born with really good looks and the right race and you're tall, dark and handsome and, and you've got a great job, you, you're lucky to be born really intelligent, fantastic, good for you. But I also have clients who don't have those things. And the truth of the matter is that you can still do so much better than you are now. Um, don't get caught up on the unfairness of life. Um, that's the way to be a victim forever. Um, focus on the stuff you can control. That's the path to personal success. Forget worldwide success, personal success. You'll be the most successful version of you if you focus on the stuff you can control and maximize it. That's that's what I want. That's what I want you all to take away from today's video. That's what's, that's what's given me everything I have. Um, and that's what I strive towards. And everyone I know successful has that attitude, whether they started from nothing or they started with a silver spoon in their mouth. That's it for today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. Don't forget to check us out at schoolofattraction.com. 
I highly recommend you check out my comprehensive and free dating personality test, which you can find by clicking personality test at the top of the page. Thanks again for tuning in, and I look forward to seeing you in my next podcast.